This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Thursday afternoon, March 24th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. The so-called meme stocks driven by social media, they're back in the spotlight. We'll get an update in our next segment. But right now, the latest report on jobless claims is historic. Plus, there are fresh numbers on orders for durable goods. We're joined by Lance Roberts, Chief Investment Strategist, RIA Advisors, based in Houston. You can find him on Twitter, at Lance Roberts. Lance, thanks for joining us today. When it comes to uh, this uh, latest report on the number of jobless claims, which is at a number last seen in 1969. (laughs) It's kind of counterintuitive for those of us who watch the uh, unemployment numbers uh, remain stubbornly high in the aftermath of the Great Recession to see these numbers that are like eye-poppingly low, but also uh, it's not what you're looking for at a time of high inflation. Right. Well, and again, this is really kind of the, the big conundrum that the Federal Reserve has right now is that you know, they've got really two mandates, which is full employment and price stability. Well, there's clear evidence that we have full employment if you take a look at jobless claims. But one of the interesting, you know, kind of byproducts of the great, you know, this kind of the shutdown of the economy is that we laid off a whole lot of workers when we shut down the economy. But we were hiring all of those back. But a lot of those workers didn't come back into the workforce. So we're getting a little bit of skew to the data where it looks like we've got really low jobless claims, we've got really good full employment. But then, as you said, there's this kind of this uh, this other number over here of people that have just left the workforce entirely. And I think that over the course of the next year or two, we'll start to see more of those people coming back. But this inflation measure we've got running right now may delay that for a little while longer. And this is these are people who left the workforce because they just decided to retire or maybe uh, they had a two income household before the pandemic. And thanks to enhanced unemployment and stimulus, you know, the family has built up enough savings where only one person can go back to work and the other one can stay home with the kids. Well, that, that's absolutely right. Now, you know, unfortunately, all of that stimulus that we put into this, and the reason I said that we'll probably see a lot of those workers come back in is that all that stimulus that we gave to households, that's, you know, the inflation we're, we're getting now, that's the payback for that free money. But we're not doing any more of those. And all those unemployment benefits, the extended child tax credits, all those have now expired. So as consumers run through savings, we may see some of those formerly two-income households, start to seek back to having two incomes again. And uh, when it comes to durable goods, durable goods orders slipped in February, the first decline in five months. Uh, what's driving that decline? And the same thing we just really just hit on, you know, a lot of this extra money that we had. And, you know, remember that inflation is always a monetary phenomenon. The government gave checks to households 
they went out and bought stuff at a time that we weren't producing that much stuff because we had shut down the economy. Well, now that liquidity has been spent. We, in economic terms, we call that pull forward consumption. So people were buying things today that really they wouldn't have bought for a couple of years. So now that we're moving out past that point where the liquidity is starting to reverse, people are having to make those decisions about durable goods, and we'll start to see some weakness in those durable goods orders over the course of this year. Thanks for joining us. Lance Roberts, Chief Investment Strategist, RIA Advisors, based in Houston. Find him on Twitter, at Lance Roberts. Coming up, shares of GameStop and AMC once again on the move, thanks to social media. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The mix of stocks and social media back in the spotlight, and once again it involves AMC and GameStop. We're joined by Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management and Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, the website GaryK.com. Gary, thanks for joining us today. Uh, is this a sign that uh, once again uh, some investors find themselves with a, a lot of disposable time and money? Uh, I think it's a matter of a lot of money has been lost. They start to see some of these things on the move again. And they're dreaming of uh, big riches because in the past, these things have had very big moves before. I worry about it because it just indicates uh, we're just a, a week or two off of a big low. And uh, we're already getting froth in speculation. And I'm not so sure that's good news. That's not to say they're not going higher. I'm just very wary whenever I see this type of action. I mean, once again, this meme stock craze is uh, coming from the uh, Wall Street bets section of Reddit. And why is it a year later uh, the online investors, the people just goofing around, uh, haven't moved on to something else? What is it about AMC and GameStop that make this so attractive? Uh, I think they're easy to move. They're still very much shorted. And just so you know, they're the stocks and the headlines, but there have been others uh, over the last year. Uh, the marijuana stocks went straight up. Uh, a lot of uh, biotechs with no sales would get one little mention. I saw a couple that went from two to 20 and back to two within a day. So if you didn't catch it right, you lost a lot of money. Uh, again, this is the type of activity that really is what worries me. Froth and speculation of this kind uh, reminds me of when markets are about to get into trouble and not continue to rally. So something to watch uh, closely. GameStop actually tried to turn into the skid and take advantage of this and uh, branch out into other uh, tech initiatives. AMC is interesting because last summer still a lot of movie theaters was, were idle, but now people are starting to coming back. So what did they do in this situation uh, where their stock is still considered kind of a, a goof-off by uh, some sectors of the Internet? Well, look, they, they still do a, a huge business in, in revenue. They just keep losing a lot of money. Uh, the biggest issue, again, and this is where it all comes in, uh, is it's got 100 million shares of short. And when there's that many shares short, it's easy to maneuver, and you can get what we call these short squeezes very quickly, and that's what they're preying on right now. And they're doing a pretty good job the last couple of days. Whether or not it can be last, or, uh, whether it can last or not is another story. And I have one canned line that I've used on all these type of things. Just make sure you're not the last one in, uh, because I can tell you a lot of money has been lost in these things when the music stops. 
Thanks for joining us. Gary Kultbaum, President Kultbaum Capital Management and Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. Coming up next, the parent company of Olive Garden has a disappointing quarter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It was a disappointing quarter for Darden Restaurants, the company behind Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, and several other chains. Let's take a closer look with R.J. Hottaby, the head of analytical research at the foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI, based in Chicago. R.J., thanks for joining us today. Same store sales growth, 29.9%. That is below the uh, estimate of 36.7% that Wall Street was expecting. Uh, In some ways, it's a surprise. In other ways, it's not a surprise, especially when you look at how restaurant traffic uh, nationwide and in the Chicago area completely cratered in the month of January. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly right. After a, what was a pretty strong December for, for the company, uh, a lot of people uh, taking advantage of uh, you know casual dining for the first time in a couple of years. It's been a something of a roller coaster year in 2022 for uh, not only Olive Garden but a lot of other chains. Uh, Omicron and the restrictions that came along with it definitely hit impact uh, or impacted uh, Olive Garden and and other chains. Uh, we did see a nice bounce back in February. Uh, Valentine's Day in particular was uh, was very strong for for the chain. And uh, generally speaking, we've seen that continue through March. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot more focus on the uh, the negative January and potential fears about a recession and what that might mean. Uh, but I think, generally speaking, uh, we're seeing a lot of pent-up demand for restaurant visitations right now. And thus far, with you know rising gas prices, we have seen a bit of impact, but it's been more at the quick service restaurant chain uh, than it has been the full service chain. So uh, right now, I mean, there's still a lot of uh, headwinds, but I, I do think players like Olive Garden uh, are holding in as, about as well as they could. Sit-down restaurants are definitely passing along the higher prices of food and other things uh, to the customer. But right now, it doesn't seem like that's the customer really minds. They may grumble, but it's not going to stop them from going out. Yeah, that's exactly what we're seeing. And the company talked about uh, the consumer being in a pretty good position right now. And, and I think that's something that uh, we generally agree with. Um, you know, the, the fact that most consumers are, are pretty healthy balance sheets right now. Uh, unemployment rates are relatively low. And so with those two things going on, most consumers, while don't want to pay higher prices, they have at least the ability to do so. Now, if we started to see more job losses or you know other inflationary pressures uh, really spike, uh, it could start to eat into traffic as we move through the year. But right now, uh, we think we're in a pretty good position from that. And sit-down restaurants are, are in a good position to capitalize. And how, do, how does the uh, restaurant sector, how does it look right now, especially in the month of March? Because my train looks like it did in 2019. Um, uh, it, people are flying again. People are going on vacations. Um, are, are people uh, you know, continuing to go out and, and, and really making up for that January deficit? We're still a little bit below pandemic levels for most of the restaurant industry. We're running anywhere between you know 10 and 15 percent below where we are. But what's interesting about a lot of these categories, particularly for a company like Olive Garden, um, you know, the category itself has shrunk. There's you know less restaurants open than there were uh, pre-pandemic, but 
you know, Olive Garden and, you know, the other garden brands have been able to capitalize and take uh, a greater share of that smaller pie. So I think that uh, what we're seeing is that, you know, it continues to come back a bit more. And I, I think uh, particularly as we start to see a lot of the Omicron and other restrictions go away, I think we're going to continue to see that foot traffic remain pretty healthy uh, as we enter into the summer months. Thanks for joining us. R.J. Hadavi, head of analytical research at the foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI based in Chicago. It's Technology Thursday on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And very quickly this afternoon, we're going to explore something that's been seen as science fiction, a direct interface between the human brain and electronic devices. We were going to talk to Matt Wren, who is the co-founder and chief tech officer of Bundle AR based in Chicago. Uh, This does sound like uh, science fiction technology here, Uh, this brain-human interface technology. uh, It sounds like something out of Star Trek The Next Generation. This is, if you're familiar with that show, and the uh, the Borg, the bad guy on that show, the big bad, uh, they were uh, humanoids that would plug into a, a computer at the end of the day and speak to each other collectively through that computer system. And now we can use that technology as science fact right now in Chicago. We welcome in Matt Wren, co-founder of Bundle AR in Chicago. Matt, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the uh, Star Trek universe, but uh, how far off is this uh, from the uh, technology that drives the fictional Borg collection? Collective. Oh, I think it's a little bit away from that. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're quite at the board. The brain-computer interface is really cool. I've actually gotten to try it myself. It's really neat. And, and this is something that uh, can absolutely be almost a, a lifesaver or a life-changer for somebody who has suffered a traumatic brain injury, somebody who has lost a limb, or uh, suffered some other sort of uh, major injury in their life, that they could regain uh, some use of uh, either their mind or their limbs. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the concept of using effectively like electro I believe, I believe it's called electromyography it's, it's essentially mapping the electrical impulses that are taking place in your brain it's not new technology it's been around but the concept of using that as a pure community a way to you know communicate with people to understand what they're thinking or what they're trying to say is you know that that's where the technology is going today and you know in terms of vr and ar the ability to kind of manipulate a virtual environment using that same process is uh it's really powerful it's really neat and and, and just very quickly it's it's like using your brain with a pair of google glasses to actually manipulate objects or move things yeah so the i'll talk about the experience i got to try really quickly which was um it was it was training so basically there was i could see a visual like a 3d ball in front of me and it sort of told me okay think move it left and it made me do that three or four times then ultimately it gave me control so that when I thought move it left, the ball would move left because it had kind of mapped the uh, the impulses in my brain saying, okay, when he's saying think move left, this is what it means. And now he can do that and it will actually manipulate the, the virtual environment. But that's, that's how it would work where you could train, you know, you could sort of train the technology to understand how to read the electrical impulses. Well, thanks for joining us and uh, bearing with us to the schedule changes this afternoon. Matt Wren, co-founder and chief tech officer, Bundle AR based in Chicago. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.